0: Hello and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Jason, how are we doing? Very well, Ben. See what I did there? You called me by my, first net, my full name, and yes. I called you by your short. Yes. It's a mix up. Are You
0: you kind of go by Jason most of the time though, right?
1: Like yeah. I don't write
0: Benjamin anywhere.
1: Yeah, I actually if someone calls me Jace, I actually like kind of look at him go. <laughs> are we are we on that level? Yeah. Like you can call me Jace. Like that's yeah. a real that's a real personal. Like that that, that that's super shortening my name. <laughs> 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 we we're just talking about. So this is our second take of this because. The dog food delivery happened as we started yeah. the other intro.
0: Indy's a real big fan of a lady bringing tubs of meat to our door. She likes to say hello to them.
1: It's funny how no matter how well trained your dog is, <laughs> a, a person delivering a big uh, serving of meat to the front door isn't going to stop them from disobeying. No, no you know, chance. Be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can yell at uh, me all I want, but this is that happening. was. If that was Mav, he would have eaten the bucket. The dog, (laughs) the lady, everyone, (laughs) headbutt through the glass. Oh, did it? Have you? Did you hear about? Do you know the full story of what happened on Good Friday? No. So let's do that story because I'm sure our listeners will enjoy it. (laughs) So, so I had a coaching call, and I was home by myself, and I came out. That's your fault. Yeah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I came out into the living area and Mav was eating uh, some medication that he shouldn't be eating. And so I took them and I was like, oh, you shouldn't be eating that. And so I took it and I looked at how many, um, he could have potentially eaten. And it was a lot. Cause it was mm-hmm. like, you know, like you dislodge a tablet, it's a clean break, but when yeah. a dog, when a dog does it, it's like this smear marks of like the, the tongue and the medication. So there were a lot of smear marks. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, this could be bad. So anyway, I, I message a client whose daughter's a vet and I'm like, "Um, don't be alarmed, but I just want to ask a question. But I'm kind of alarmed. (laughs) If my dog ate this many of this, is he going to die? And then, so she was like, yes, you need to take him to the vet. (laughs) So I I rang my vet and I'm just like, here's the sitch. And and they're like, yeah, bring him now. Um, Like, don't be alarmed, but bring him. So, I had my car and no dog has ever been Mm. in my car. Mm. And so I had to like wrap the towels over the seats and like I did my best. Anyway, he's like crawling all over my car. He's slobbering on the inside. (laughs) He's trying to climb up the seats. He's ripped the towels off. He's scratching the interior. I'm like, fuck's sake. Like that was the only thing I had that wasn't. Dog proof. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go to the vet. Um, So they can put this like eye drop stuff in now and it induces vomiting yeah so he uh, yeah it's crazy man and then when they so my understanding of it was when they just want him to stop vomiting they just wash it out so they're like oh yeah we put it in and he vomited and then we washed it out and then he'll he vomit a couple more times because it's still in there and then now it's gone and then she she kind of dropped me with the he he may vomit in the car on the way home and i was like (laughs) sorry, what <laughs> So can we, can I just stay here like for another couple of hours or go? You know? And, um, so I'm like, fuck, I'm really playing with, uh, the fire now, like driving home. But anyway, got home. He was all right. Just, just slobbering everywhere for some yeah. reason. I was like, did you just decide that you wanted to really drool everywhere now? Or do you just do that all the time? Anyway, so that was the first trip. However, there was a second one. Oh dear. In the same day. So, I was doing a workout and um, stop leaving your dog alone. No, well, this time Steph was home. So I was doing a workout and Steph was inside and she was preparing dinner and she came out and she's like, babe, he just ate a bag of mints." And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, he ate the whole bag of mints." And I'm like, okay, so what are we going to have for dinner? was the first question because that was the last bit of meat in the house. So I was yeah. like, what are we going to have for dinner now? And she's like, no, no, no he ate the bag as well. And I was like, Oh, uh, you know, how did he do that kind of thing? And she's like, so he jumped up on the bench cause he's kind of, uh, he's at that height now where he can pretty much get everything. <laughs> and, um, he grabbed the bag and when he knows he's done the wrong thing and it's food, he eats so fast. Like, it's <laughs> like, I'm going to get this in my, my system. And then I'll just lie on the floor and be like, do as you wish. I yeah. kind of you Yeah. Know. <laughs> so he took the bag and just starts like chomping at it like a, oh, like an alligator or something, like just tries to get the whole thing. And so he swallowed. I was pretty impressed because like he's 20 kilos um, and he ate 500 grams of mints in like a matter of seconds. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, all right, um, we should call the vet again. <laughs> so, the vet, the vet, so the vet was closed. Um, so it's called the emergency vet. Oh, fuck. The emergency vet, for those that don't know, is the expensive one. Do you have insurance? No, I oh, don't. Yeah. Insurance. So then after this, we were like, let's, let's get, get, insurance. get insurance. yeah. <laughs> and um, so we went to the emergency vet and it was Good Friday. So how good that? Public holiday and you go to the emergency vet. Yeah. Yeah. So we went there and, you know, same situation. And we're like, look, we don't want to sound like bad parents, but we've already done this today. And then they're like, oh, that's okay. He can do it. They can do it twice in a day. And I'm like, oh, sweet. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So yeah. So um, it took a little bit longer. This one took a little bit longer to pass half a kilo of mints in a plastic bag. So we we're waiting a little bit longer this time. Um, but then, yeah, he just came out fucking happy as Larry, like, you know, and then we we're eating dinner and he's just like sitting next to me, like, where's the food? And I'm just like, you only get dry food. You don't get any of the good food. Right. So... Yeah, that was such a, it, it was probably the most exciting day I've had in a month. Um, it was probably the most expensive as well. Um, but yeah, so now I have to like, at least it got you out of the house. I have to completely change the way I live though. This dog's changed my life. Like yeah. I have to consciously think about every single little thing that I put on a table bench mm. that cause he just eats everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. India's pretty good like that. If you leave, like, we have a,
0: a cardboard box for recycling. It's, like, on the kitchen floor, kind of. If you put anything with food scraps in there. She used to tear apart the Chobani containers. So, yeah. she, same kind of idea. She'd pick up the Chobani container, like, in her end teeth, because I caught her doing it one day, and carry it out the back, and then lick it clean, and then just leave it. It's like, I'm going to take this, not, not like try and be quick and sneaky in the kitchen. I don't know if she was aware that maybe that would make too much noise. She'd take it outside and just like lick it <laughs> clean and then be like, yeah, it was good yogurt. I'm happy with that.
1: I swear, like both my dogs are polar opposites. Like literally the complete end of the spectrum. Yeah. dogs. Like one right. is quiet, super introverted, a little bit yeah. anxious, doesn't like doesn't care for food just wants to sleep all day yeah the other one is bold loud destructive (laughs) all it thinks about is food wants to be the center of attention yeah like it's and i'm so used to living with one that's just quiet it's an angel yeah absolute angel (laughs) and now i have this demon
0: dog. (laughs) it's hilarious that they're the same breed though yeah, Like I know when I got India, I did so much research on like breed types and stuff. Um, so I kind of knew what I was getting myself into from a, a tendency point of view, but it's like, well, that just goes out the fucking window because like they're the same dog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he, he's the way, I mean, who knows? It might like maybe once he gets de-sexed, yeah. which I'm, I'm choosing to do this time. Yeah. Because um, I kind of feel like I need to. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Slow um, him down. Maybe it'll kind of change his mannerisms a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like they they're more cuz like we got Cleo because she was obviously a female and they don't use the females for guard dogs or police dogs. Yeah. where um for some like Mav's parents were police dogs. Right. But they okay. weren't breeding him for the police force.
0: Yeah.
1: So he's got it so, in. Him. Fuck man, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree yeah. like <laughs> my god, like. Yeah. Yeah, just in the front line like but you can tell Cleo's like real um, guard dogish as well, like just kind of walks around the house, but she's just not the center of attention. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm struggling. Like they're just, like he's just, uh, I I can't believe it. I honestly like, cannot believe that a dog oh, I can saw be adventures like. Is slightly less exciting.
0: <laughs> Amy gave me a fade today.
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, you know I'm pretty impressed,
0: man. It's actually, gone pretty good. <laughs> there's um because I've got products in it, you can't tell, but there's like on this side, like there's a, a drive inwards here oh yeah it goes far. a little bit too far um and i think there's like one chunk on this side that's just kind of like hey um but did other you than just that wing like,
1: it she just wing it or did, did she yeah because yeah, one of my yeah. clients um did a uh fade video yeah so i'll find it for you he just like goes over like which one to use and
0: yeah well, um, the, the only difference is i normally get i normally go the um like face shaver so it's proper zoom. yeah the foils and um, then one yeah the skin fade. Um, yeah. so we've done one into two but just means that she'll have to do it again sooner yeah but yeah don't have that to pay good. for a haircut ever again yeah. i feel so
1: much better i don't feel like dude i was trying to do the whole like no haircut and iso thing and i was like just did a couple of social media videos, and I was like, "Man, no one's going to take you seriously." Yeah. Like, even like the beard's getting out of control a little bit, and I'm like, too scared to touch it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got some action needs to be taken, though. Yeah, it is thick the beard at the moment, mate. It is dense. Like, yeah, you know, I have been taking good care of it, um, so it's got. You know, the, I've actually ran out of uh, beard balm, so I'm on the hunt for some local business beard balm. Yeah. So drop your recommendations into the yeah. Australia wide's good. I don't mind supporting anyone Australia wide, yeah. the little guys, you know, I'm I'm all about that at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, recommendations. And I don't mind some scented uh beard balm, if I'm being very honest. Mm. So You are uh a bit privy to a nice scent. You yeah. Like a candle in yeah. here. I like there. a candle, I like some I like my aftershave, I like yeah. Yeah, the candle thing really came on as I became a homeowner. Oh, I used to bag everyone <laughs> about candles, but then as I got I became a homeowner, I was like, you know, it's nice coming into your house and you smell some, you know, uh, strawberry, vanilla, yeah. you know, scent. So yeah. I'm all about it. I you have know.
0: been known to put the doTERRA diffuser on while Amy's not home. I,
1: uh, Mate. I will lean into that life's guilty pleasures there you go yeah guys. that's it just give it out Dude, imagine the shit that we're going to talk about each week that this isolation stuff just keeps coming on like we have everyone, no one else to talk to the audience, yeah the audience is gonna like start <laughs> to know things about us that they probably shouldn't as well yeah, I, i'm pretty sure we're 10 minutes in and we haven't even mentioned the words like fitness <laughs> or anything. like if this Isn't is your first the evolution episode? of a podcast though it's like it starts yeah. with the and then you just start talking about like just, just random shit because you've said it all already. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, you guys want to hear about calories again? No. Yeah. It's let's like, talk yeah, about we, did that some... next, we did
0: that on episode 60. <laughs> Go listen yeah. to that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah this much. is for us now. We're just here to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The entertainment based fitness podcast. With attitude. Um, how's the, uh,
1: we got called motivational speakers twice last week. Man. man. The fuck's yeah, that all look, about? I don't I think. <laughs> I'm, we're not direct, like intended motivational speakers, but that makes me feel pretty fucking good though. Yeah, that, I like, liked it. The shit that we're, um, the shit, the things that we're bringing out, um, <laughs> like people are actually, you know, taken on board and, you know, yeah. creating those positive outcomes, Ben.
0: Yes, that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah I it is cool, but it's, a spin it's not out. the
1: job description thing though. Like I wouldn't list it as like a role, you know? Yeah. I, Benjamin I, Scott motivational speaker
0: hashtag motivational <laughs> inspo
1: <laughs> we've
0: become everything we hate <laughs> yeah yeah next week we'll open the episode with ho- virtual high fives yeah. yeah yeah and then get everybody to say the same thing yeah i am awesome oh uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah love one of those yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they always go really well in australia those uh let's all chant together yeah. fuck, it doesn't fly here, hey. Nah, man. Everyone's just like, go to America, not... people like standing on chairs and shit, but in yeah. Australia, it's like, nah, mate. Yeah, yes. I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we we can't, like, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 Like, come on. That's yeah. as good as we fucking got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: like, I know, we can't even sing our full <laughs> national anthem. <Yeah. laughs> just like, ah, uh, yeah, let's just cut that. Mm. Yeah. It's over, let's just yell
0: three times each and we'll, then we'll just call it a day. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm singing, I can't drink beer. Yeah, yeah. Although the English do a pretty good job,
1: they manage to they sing, sing all the time. Just, yeah. like, oh man, I've never met a, a, a group of people that just like everywhere they go to just start singing. Like, I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing, but it's just like imagine going out and like you just you walking to another pub and you all just start singing. Yeah. It's so that's foreign to do. us, isn't it? Yeah they, yeah. they 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 just do it. They just sing everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if like, we just don't have like, what would we sing about? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just a nothing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Or we just start rapping. Yeah. Like, Cause we're just <laughs> pretending semi- to be American. <laughs> yeah. It's semicultured by America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know that's what I do. So <laughs> have you ever been to like, to see England and Australia play
1: cricket? No. I've been okay. to Old Trafford, so I watched yeah, okay. Manchester United yeah, would be play better than the Palace. Man, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I went to um, Manchester United versus Tottenham at White Hart Lane. Last game in their stadium, and we were in the away section. So I, I oh, actually, fuck. I paid, I reckon it was like three grand yeah. to watch this game. So that is... Jesus. Yeah, it was stupid money. It's like yeah. £1,700. But worth it, yeah. And I swear to God, we were the, the noise that 3,000 people were making, that yeah. was the loudest thing. Like, I was looking at my mate and I was like, can you believe how fucking loud this yeah. is? I was sick. And, like, you know, everyone was banging on the walls. and Yeah. It, but then after the game, like, we were wondering why it was taking so long to get out. And I was like, oh, why does it take that long to get three uh, 3,000 people out? And they're like, oh, we've got to wait for the police to give us a guard of honour. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, because it's like, those guys want to fight fight us. I'm like, oh, wow. And I was like, yeah. Daniel, put your jumper on and yeah. act really Australian. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, mate, oh, you you know where the train station is? You know? <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not from around here, you know? It's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah.
0: yeah I've heard <laughs> yeah. of stories of like blokes walking in the bars and if you can't sing the song.
1: it's uh, Oh, probably. Whether uh, you're a tourist or not. Yes, yeah, They take their thing. sport very seriously. I, I yeah. feel like... It's not the sport that they take seriously. It's just like, that's the vehicle to, you know, allow them to just be barbaric and bash people. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But like just like the idea that you could bury it for another team and like, you just like have that animosity. It's just like, hasn't come this, that far over the world. And we we're not
0: we haven't been around long enough. And we haven't been around, around in a time where we were invested enough. Like those, those hatreds stem from, like hundreds of years, oh. of like actually, you hate that town and you're at war with that town. and yeah. you play soccer against each other, whereas like That's Australia I mean, is not, like it's not the sport. Oh, it's, it's yeah, Rich, a Richmond and enemy uh, Richmond and Essendon don't really like each other. It's like yeah, okay, like
1: yeah, even I like it's like oh, I hate Collingwood. It's like I don't know why I hate Collingwood. Like, yeah, because people told you you should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't actually even like footy
0: that much. Yeah, it wasn't you. because someone in Collingwood murdered your family, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that extreme like it yeah. is in Europe. Yeah. 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 Just a young, naive country to so all yeah. of that stuff.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. When you travel overseas, not that we're able to do that anytime soon. Yeah. Um, you kind of work out just how like premature our society is, like our culture and stuff. It's like you go to the Coliseum and it's like two hundred thousand years old or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Two thousand years old or whatever. And you're just like, fuck. There were yeah. people on our like, not, I'm not saying that we didn't have people in our country, you know, to pre 200 years ago. And let's not get into that. Yeah. However, <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we're really we're really playing with fire. right now. <laughs> But it's just like as a society, it's like yeah. we are so prim. When you think about like other places and they just have like thousands of years of culture, it's just like yeah, you can tell why like we kind of, we kind of haven't figured it out yet. Like we don't know, we don't have things to do, and we change all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're, it's so multicultural as well. Yeah, we well, that's yeah. Really, we didn't really
0: have time to formulate our own identity before, like globalization happened. Yeah. So, it's like you said, like yeah, we're more, just as likely to walk down the street rapping as we are to like sing a chant.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, a chant is from
0: somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's like we're predominantly yeah like where we come from in the world it
1: is it's weird yeah we don't have a thing like, no. kind of taking it from everywhere yeah just the stereotypes of drinking a lot yeah
0: yeah beers drinking a lot sun Being and we, loud. Li- we live in melbourne so we don't have sun
1: yeah <laughs> what a conversation yeah it was that was a ride you're still listening you're a true supporter yeah And if this is your first episode, I promise it's getting better. (laughs) We will eventually say some (laughs) constructive things. Maybe I don't know. I'm kind of having a good time.
0: Can you tell, Jason? I don't hang out much outside of the podcasting. No, not at the moment.
1: (laughs) Just enjoying like human interaction.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's what everyone needs. I was actually going to when we're talking about like topics and stuff because you've had specific questions about it. We'll talk about it, but I was like, we should do an episode, maybe. Uh, next week, I think we have a guest, but we should do an episode where for every time one of us says isolation or COVID, you have to do burpees. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. 10 burpees each time you say it.
1: Well, I actually, I reckon I could take that challenge because I try not to say the actual words now. I just try to just like... The current situation. Yeah. It's there and that's it. Yeah. It's like, that's as deep as I want to go on that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the podcasts that I like typically listen to are all because it's contextual it's like we talk about it too it's like it's really hard to find a conversational based podcast that doesn't have it in it it's just like fuck i just want i want an escape from that right now um so audiobooks seem to be the zone pretty the good
1: today though we haven't yeah we only you only just went there and it's yes, all my fault yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, all right maintaining start. an athlete mindset in isolation, competitors, yep.
1: ISO training regime. All right, so we threw out the questions again, which is been very valuable to direct this conversation after the 15 minutes of banter. Yeah, uh, I think you've been you generous 15, <laughs> closer to 20. <laughs> if you guys, a bit, on average, throughout, if you draw a line through all of the episodes, 15 mm. minutes. Um, but that's on the climb, I feel. <laughs> the topic has been coming up these these particular questions have been coming up like regularly Um, and i know i've had to um communicate a lot of them in detail in my check-ins with the guys uh having a lot of conversations in the dms in in, on insta as well so i thought all right we need to have this conversation on a broad spectrum um, and go into the weeds a little bit on you know how to maintain an athlete mindset in isolation what are the considerations for people that have a competitive sport or activity that could be, you know, performed at the end of the year. And even if it isn't, we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, you know, how do we talk about making progress? Um, and we'll talk about a few more other things. So, yeah, the first one, the question was maintaining the athlete mindset in isolation. Um, and like, what is, what's the competitor isolation training regime, or has it changed, or what are some considerations? So ben, I'm going to let you kick this one off, mate.
0: Yeah, so I think the first thing to contextualize there is I have a lot of athletic-minded individuals that don't compete. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't just think... I know a lot of people like will split it, or gen pop of people that don't compete and people that compete in competitors or athletes or whatever. Um, but I, I actually have some competitors who behave less like athletes than my... like corporate nine to fives um, that train like animals when they come out of the office or their house <laughs> um, as well. So I think that's an important thing to distinguish. So if you have a outcome based goal, I think is probably the best way to kind of term <clears throat> that. It's like, if you are process driven towards an outcome, then we're talking about you. I'm obsessed at this episode. Yep. Um, or well, for this section at least, because I don't know what the questions are to come because we did so much prep for it. <laughs> I,
1: actually, I actually was prepared for once.
0: Oh, look at you. <laughs> Mark that down, number number two out of 94 for <laughs> 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 Um Yeah, so I think the, the main thing, so I actually did a video with a lot of our guys last night and guys have gone actually, and watched it since. I I was aiming for it to be 30 minutes, but actually turned into a 40 minute like zoom walkthrough of one of our at home programs. Um, And it was two themes that I was really trying to hammer home of just breaking down into each exercise, each set, um, rep ranges, RIR, why it was all there. But the main thing was just like, you have to respect your training the same way you respected it when you're in the gym. So I think the biggest thing that we've seen from our guys and even just looking across social media and stuff is, is the biggest pitfall is going into just an at home workout. And it's not just, it's your training. So you need to approach it the same as your training and then the same applies to exercises. So it's like the intent that you're going to bring to a back squat should come to your body weight, split squats like the intention for that to serve a purpose still needs to be the same. Yep. Um, so that, yeah, that was probably the main thing we delved, like dived into. So making sure ex- exercise execution was there. Um, and then the next step was like, just why the, why we were doing stuff, which is why we talk, what we talk about all the time. So getting, um, the big message I'm pushing on my socials at the moment is understanding the difference between potential strength and express strength. Um, I think we talked about our last episode. So potential strength is going to be your frame, your muscle mass and your neural factors, essentially. So we can work on two out of the three of those. We can make you more um, perform better from a neural standpoint, potentially add muscle, if not maintain muscle. So then when you come back into the gym, We add skill and confidence. So the skill of doing a squat and being confident under big loads um, and a few other bits and pieces from a neural end, all of a sudden within six weeks, you're kind of back to where you were instead of taking as long as you had off to get back.
1: Would you, would you say even from like a function uh, perspective, you could uh, work on some things to improve the way someone even moves right now? Yeah. So that's kind of
0: under, for me, that's under the neural banner. Like yeah, the way somebody moves is like that inter and intramuscular coordination, um, communication via the nervous system, all that type of stuff. So I, I can't remember what number episode it was, but we did a breakdown of that. Um, like factors of strength training and stuff. If yeah. Pam can maybe put it in the show notes. Um, so you can go back and listen to that one as well. Cause it, it all applies to this stuff. So what percentages things happen. Um so yeah, part of the video that we were talking about last night. And a really good example is we had the opening exercise for the that day of the program was a body weight glute thrust. And I the feedback's been like, I can't get to failure on this, it's too easy, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm like, that's cool. What I want you to do is like a three-second hold, just make sure you're getting like a really solid contraction in your glutes and your hamstrings, your hips are tucked underneath, your core's braced, you're actually activating your lats as well, maybe pressing into the floor. And treating that exercise like you had 120 kilos on a barbell on your hips and you were glute thrusting it. Then that was superset with a forward knee drive um, upright stationary lunge. So we've got lots of knee drive, but our torso is upright. So if you've just learnt to control your pelvis, so when I say learnt, like you're affecting your nervous system in terms of being able to position itself correctly through that movement, you're going to be able to achieve a better pattern to make that exercise more effective. So it's not just like one exercise in isolation that we just go, oh, it's kind of a nothing exercise. We need to have a think about what it does from a neural positioning movement pattern type concept and how that applies into the next exercise. Because then the third exercise of that session was Nordic curls. I think your program may or may not have Nordic curls in it. I know some of your guys are doing the one with Nordics in it. Yeah the number one issue you see with Nordic curls is just that that head dives forwards. We break at the hips, we're creating a, a, a change in length of the hamstring via the hip and a length change in the hamstring via the knee mm-hmm. that are kind of counterintuitive to each other. So we need to actually keep our glutes locked hips underneath us a really stiff, strong torso to allow ourselves to lower that down. If We have a look at the, We take that from a prone position falling, like you're falling down into a prone position, flip that over into a supine position. It's a bodyweight glute bridge. Mic drop. (laughs) Um, So I think, yeah, they're they're the main consideration. So to recap all of the lots of words I just said, thinking about why you're doing what you're doing, executing it to the best of your possible, best of your ability and respecting each exercise um, and respecting the whole program as a whole and making sure that it's purposeful.
1: Yeah. I think um, I would probably talk about a bit more later um, because there's another question that probably directly relates to this, but a lot of people are going to, a lot of people need to now understand that there's so many ways to make progress and, we've all just been tunnel visioned into certain ways because we haven't had to think about others. So there needs to be an appreciation for that as well. It's like, instead of the lens being, you know, super focused and dialed in on a particular way needs to now be broadened out a little bit. We need to do what I'm going to talk about now, which is adopt a, a mindset that, you know, like we call it an athlete-based mindset. I'm just going to call it probably more towards like a growth mindset, which we talk about a lot. We have spoken about in the past on another episode, which we will get Tim to put in the show notes. Thanks, Tim. Um, but it's just a, a mindset of like uh, seeing problems uh, or barriers as hurdles, um, or even just something to clear and you know keep moving forward. And I think that that's a really important concept to adopt right now and if you are struggling to get around that then that's not a reflection of the gym closing it's a reflection of how you see the current situation yeah because we as soon as this kind of got forecasted and we made the changes we were like we can still service progress right now because we understand the principles of programming. We understand that these things can be achieved right now. We understand that these, this is the best way to approach the situation. Yeah. But yes, we still think it sucks that the gyms are closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I still, yes, it sucks that the gym is not open. Yeah. But we, we now need to assess what's in front of us. It's like, okay, we don't have the gym. What are we going to do? You know, and that's the best response that I'm seeing from my clients and a few people that I'm chatting in in on the social media uh, space is they're adopting that mindset and going, "Well, I can't service this main goal right now. I'm going to try this instead, or I'm doing. I've changed these parameters to still service this outcome, or you know, something along those lines." So, if you've still got, um, and this is more towards, I guess, like those actual you know, people that have set a date it's, they're supposed to be competing. They were doing season B physique prep, or maybe they are doing summer classic or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, States for powerlifting.
1: Yeah, that's right. So your, your mindset behind your training shouldn't change. Like if, if we, if season B still happens, it's like, what, why should you have changed anything right now? You should still be hitting your physical activity markers, hitting your protein, hitting your calories, you know, doing your resistance training yes the the method and the application of your resistance training has changed but you're still applying resistance on your body yeah you know we we just changed the stimulus a little bit yeah i saw Uh, um
0: a friend of mine posted something along the lines it was actually like i know a lot of people would have been taken aback by the statement something along the lines of in a powerlifting context, if you haven't found a way to train now, you were never an athlete. You were just playing in the space. Like you were just a hobby lifter because you haven't really committed to the process of, uh, I guess like that long-term vision of this is what you do. If that makes sense. You, You haven't created an identity where you are the athlete. Um, and then on the flip side of that, we were having a discussion about a couple of people that, um, I know that have, or just observed from afar, I guess that do have their their entire identity attached to being lifting weights. So rather than being an athlete, they attach their identity to expressing the strength. So now that's gone and that's a really big fucking challenge to take as well.
1: I can can resonate with that particular part of it. Like I went through a really weird phase when the gym closed and I was like, this is me. And I, and that's been taken away. Yeah. Um, so I can, I can certainly understand that Mm. there's a, there's a really big challenge to that of like,
0: so is it the weight that's on the bar that defines me or is it the fact that that's an outlet for me to be, Challenged on a daily basis to chip away at something to uh, give myself little wins to challenge myself with losses over time to achieve a goal to uh, you've been speaking a lot about like um, in reinforcing positive behaviors by that used to come from I added five kilos to the bar this week like that was a, a, a really strong um, yeah reinforcement reinforcement of that behavior so yeah, it's, it's like revisiting, okay, what the fuck do you actually do this for? Because it's not for likes. It shouldn't be likes on Instagram. Like there's usually something bigger than that. And like when we talk about being competitive and all that kind of stuff, I'm probably most people in the public space probably wouldn't realize. Um, you might. Um, those that are closest to me probably are aware. I'm a hyper competitive individual but primarily that competitiveness is directed at myself. Yep. It's like, I need to be better probably because I have shit genetics for the things that I choose to do. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not worth being competitive against others. Um, but it's, I've applied that to business. I've applied that to training. I've applied that to most things in my life. So this for me is just like, okay, if this is the first time I've kind of been external from it, like my thing was I wanted to place at the end of the year, wanted to get it on the podium. The goal was hundred kilos in the hundred kilo class. That's probably not going to happen. So let's be the best 90 under 90 kilo lifter I can be. And then uh, for those who are competitive minded and are looking at this, like a sport, be it season B physique, be it powerlifting, be it whatever um, there's the thought process for me being a competitor is what's everyone else doing right now?
1: Yeah. And that's the, the, the most important thing. Well, not even the most important thing, but a thing to consider. And then it's like, well, if you don't, what options do you have right now? And I've, I've said this so many times and it's like, you either have, you either approach the the training modalities that can be done right now with a shit attitude and do them very poorly mm. and you will regress, maybe maintain very unlikely yep. um, or you don't do anything at all and you go backwards. And then when the gym opens, you spend, you take for granted that, you know, you're going to make progress faster and, you know, you're going to get back to where you were, but you've still lost time. Um, or you do everything you can to approach your sessions with the right attitude most of the time everyone has bad sessions and the right mindset the right parameters in the right sequence the right setup the right nutrition and you do your best to make progress no matter what yeah because at the very least at the very very least you go back into the gym spend uh, from a powerlifting perspective maybe once two weeks coordinating the skill of the movement again and getting used to being under the bar and from a bodybuilding perspective, just having access to weights and, yeah. you know, do it, be able to do a little bit more exercise variation mm-hmm. um, at the very least. Yeah. And then you just, you just, you know, kind of just, just keep going with what you were doing and make yeah. progress where I don't know if like competing at the end of the year was important to me being the best under, 90 kilo powerlifter was important to me or well, to you guys, the behavior that you're showing right now really kind of proves it. Yeah. Cause if it, if it did matter, you'd be doing something right now. Yeah. Cause if you
0: follow all the best people, they're all still doing it. They're all still yeah. killing the game right now. They're all still putting in those daily practices that they were putting in two months ago, just through a different method. And they're the ones that are going to come out on top at the end of this whole, Situation,
1: yeah, and you just gotta do the best for your situation. Like, I get something like, "Oh, but this person has their own gym and they can just go and train there." And I'm like, "I get it, yeah," but it's like, clone yourself. Mm. Who do you want to be? The person that's feeling sorry for themselves, sitting around doing nothing, approaching like maybe doing one like one, two crappy workouts a week. Yeah, or it's like, the you are you going to be the other person of yourself who's going to take this you know situation by the throat and Do everything they can to make the most of it. Train hard, find some progression, reinforce positive behaviors, and at the very least, keep what they've got and move forward once this is all come and gone.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting space as it always is. We always use that word interesting about social media. (laughs) Um it was kind of playing with this idea in my head that maybe we can workshop it together um of the concept of like when did rocky come out It was like 80s
1: oh the first one
0: yeah let's find out they keep going so the idea that and even for you and me as kids and like 1976 fucking hell jesus okay Mm -hmm. so that's been almost 40 years 35 years and even you and i as kids watch that movie as like a fuck yeah overcome chaos overcome adversity overcome everything and be fucking rocky and you get up in the morning and you run and you get up to those top of the steps and you're the fucking boss because you did the thing even though the odds were stacked against you and all of that and that was like when we talk about like American influence that's the American dream and that's I think that was the Aussie dream as well this weird shift at the moment I, I don't know about you but I see a whole lot more stuff about people i don't know if shitting ons the right term, but rejecting the idea of making progress more than I see people talking about making progress
1: yeah well we have the we have the platform to do it, and look it it's easy I think right now, the landscapes set for so much conversation and so much talk. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, heaps of polarizing opinions as well. And we have people, there's just, I I just think there's more volume of people being able to go, uh, let's shit on this. Where like back in the day, we didn't have that. We didn't really have it. It's like, regardless of whether you thought it, you didn't have the meat yeah, to, (laughs) to say it. So it's, it's a possibility Um, but I think right now in this current landscape, like if you're, there's going to be a lot of people that are overwhelmed right now and it's going to settle and then, but they don't have, they're just going to be able to get used to that overwhelm and there's going to be very little actions taken from it. Mm. Like I've gotten overwhelmed in the last couple of weeks, but we've, I've been able to bring myself back out of it and get direction because I've got you and I've got a few other people and we kind of all band together and go this is where we need to go. Yeah. There's a lot of people that aren't going to do that. And it's easier. It would have been easier for me to just not talk to anyone and just keep myself where I'll, you know, down there and just shit on everyone. Yeah. You know, because remember, it's always easier to bring people down Mm. than bring yourself back up. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people are right now. They can't see how they get themselves out of this situation. It's like, how am I going to make progress? How am I going to get my workouts in? How am I going to do this? How, you know, What's the next play for me, especially when we don't know when the fucking gyms are opening? Yeah. So they're like, well, I'm just going to do what I can and
0: start pointing the finger. Yeah. I think, um, very, and Amy and I were talking about this the other day around like, and you and I have spoken about it in the past too of like, you can tell when people, the general consensus is like, you can tell when people have been through adversity and stuff in their life. And I actually am evolving that thought process to, you can tell who's been taught to deal with chaos and you can tell who hasn't because it's not, I know people that have been through hardship that still can't deal with chaos because it's, it's a reminder of the the hardship they've been through that sends them into a spiral. I know people that have never been through lots of chaos, but have been taught skills to deal with it when it is, is there and be able to apply those and vice versa as well in opposite yeah. situations. So I think um, I'm really blessed to have experienced lots of, I can't believe I just said blessed on a podcast. I've been. <laughs> hey, can you tell Amy's been home for a week? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm getting mad death stares over the computer at the moment. Ben's got his five things he's great, he's grateful for yeah I'm, every day and, I'm, this week.
0: and i'm sleeping in the gym tonight <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um where was i going
0: with that yeah so like I, I i feel blessed to have been through so much chaos in my life but also had direction and access to things and or people that have been able to that i've been able to learn skills in dealing with it Yep. it's like when the shit hit the fan it was like for me it was like this is go time and i, I actually said to you, it was like this is this is what i do let's go yeah, yeah um I, you did yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and that was my thing and, when, and i didn't crash until that had stopped yep. once we stopped dealing with it i was like fuck now what i actually felt less comfortable with the absence of chaos yeah so
1: no, i think um I, I, I don't know where that, the, if there's a direct event, but I think that if you, it's like a combination of like all of your experiences and how you were kind of brought up as well. Because well, That's think, where you're
0: going to learn this stuff predominantly, right? 100%. And
1: it's like, I've, I've seen tremendous uh, value in the lessons that my parents taught me and how they raised me where at the time I was like, this is fucking shit. Yeah. Like, what do you mean I have to do something to get something I want? What do you mean? I have to use my own pocket money when I know you guys have money? And why do I? What do you mean? I have to go without things that I didn't want? Uh, Yeah, yeah, didn't want. But I, you know, I I didn't go out with what I needed. But I didn't get what I wanted all the time. And uh, you know, like I got grounded and I had to do chores and, you know, all of those things. And it's like now, and even just like fucking legitimately being in a situation where you went without because you had no fucking money. Yeah, your parents had no money. Yeah, it's like okay, so this is actually what living on the bare minimum is. Yeah. I kind of think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just like all of the hardships and things that happen with being with life mm-hmm. Um and then always coming out on the other side. Um, yeah. Or, 100%, or trying I like, to come out the other side.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I've been in positions where it's like, like you go part, we went past St. Vinny's mm. on the way to the supermarket to get food stamps. Mm. And it's like, that's not like in that situation. It's like, well, I I need to know, when it gets this bad how to get out of it mm. and it wasn't like at, at the time it wasn't like oh my god poor me life's so bad blah blah blah. it was just like well this is pretty shitty but i'm not I still have a roof over my head i'm still content we still laugh and smile every day mm. so it's like I, i'm comfortable in the abyss as well but the skill set that those types of things developed to be like okay let's Get out of that position as well,
1: and I don't. We're not sending the message that you need to have experienced those things to be able to, you know, put the right mindset into how you train. But it's like we, you need to be more open to addressing the issue and tackling it than kind of just complaining about it and not yeah. doing anything at all.
0: Yeah, and I think, and we did obviously spiral away from training really quickly there. But I think it's. We say this a lot, like how you how you act in the gym is a pretty good correlation sometimes to how you behave in real life, um, because a lot of it is your personality, a lot of it is your decision making, a lot of it is what happens to you when there's chaos, there's pressure, there's whatever. Um, so working, if you are of an athletic, uh, an outcome based thinker and that's your your goal is to to get a particular outcome be it a specific competition or not you actually have to turn over these stones yeah it's not just about sets and reps because you you won't be able to consistently do the sets and reps until you investigate this stuff and like i said I've, i've got friends who like have never don't even know didn't even know that like savini gives out food stamps but like they have the skill set to be able to deal with the situations that are put in front of them because of their parents or who they hung out with or what books they read or what, where they drew inspiration or whatever it was. So they've got the skills to kind of be able to do that. And I think this is one of those opportunities where without telling people that they should, because you're not allowed to do that according to the means, et cetera, this is an opportunity for the people who are in the right place right now to do that. Yes. Okay. This, this is as from a herd point of view, this is the most chaos we've experienced in our generation. So if you're in a position mentally where you can, this might be the time that you look at your training, you look at other stuff in your life if you want to, but at least apply this, Cause it's a fit, health and fitness podcast apparently for 10 minutes at a time banter and attitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe you take a look at how you approach things like that, how you deal with chaos when it comes to your training, Because for a lot of people. And, and the way I've kind of been looking at it is like, I, I'm in powerlifting. How common when people get really strong and lift really big weights, do you hear a pec, to a quad tore a bicep tore this that's like six 12 18 week recoveries and like may never be the same again yeah so this to me is like the injury i didn't have to have yeah like you get to learn all the lessons that people you talk to anyone that's had a serious injury like that and they just talk about how much lesson how many lessons they learned from it it's like for me well i didn't have to have the injury to learn the lessons that I've learned in the last month alone alone moving forwards.
1: Yes. That's a really good way of putting it. Just finding it, finding another way. Yeah. So I guess, um, the next question we've answered, but well, we can do it again. <laughs> it was like, can I, can you make gains right now in this current state? Yes. Yes. Everyone yes. can. Yes. 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 Like, are you going to be able to express your BMR right now? No. Can you do things that are going to work towards that expression? Yes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have to play the long game. Can you maintain your muscle mass right now? Could you potentially grow it right now? Ben? Hell yeah. Yes. Can you reduce yeah. your body fat in this current climate? Yes. Can you increase your aerobic capacity if that was your goal right now? Yes. So, Which will actually positively impact <clears throat> your gains.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so... I, I gotta, hope you can anyway. Cause I promised all my clients, we can.
1: Hey, yeah. you, I, 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 I agree, which is yeah. why there's one kind of cardio metabolic session in the physique workouts. Yeah. It's like it's a good opportunity right now. Let's do it. Take advantage of it. No one's going to do it when the gyms are open because we've got more shit to yeah. do. Like got better so, shit to do. <laughs> yeah. It's just like more variety. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, when it's all stripped back, do the shit that we should be doing anyway. So, yes, you can definitely make gains right now. Just need to think about how to put it together.
0: Yeah, it's interesting watching, uh, because we did the call on Zoom last night. Um, I think it was the the biggest one that hit home, I think, was the decline push-up, your feet up on the couch or whatever, on a bench. And I was like, so if I was to do this, and no, you had no contest, and I said, I'm doing an exercise, you would all say that's an incline barbell press. And everyone went, yeah, and I was like, if I did that on the floor, what exercise is that? It's like it's an inverted push-up. And they're like, oh fuck, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like yes, the the muscle that does that pattern is still the same. Um, just you might be able, might not to, might not be able to put 110 kilos on the bar like Jason does, but you can still take that exercise to failure mm. in
1: that position yeah and that's i think that probably possibly where people are missing the mark or just a little bit naive on the fact which is completely innocent is the underlying like muscle physiology as well yeah i think that's like exercises that's
0: been exposed right now
1: exercises build muscle not yeah like you know actin and myosin filaments dragging across each other you know sliding filament theory calcium gated ion channels opening you know all that kind of stuff it's like Hang on, I didn't put my lab coat on, so. (laughs) Every time we are exposed to a situation where we need to generate muscular force, our muscles are contracting to move that weight. So a push-up, a dumbbell press, a bench press, the vertical chest machine at your gym are all imposing that same requirement from your muscles. It's just the degree of force that's being generated in one rep which is being altered because the intensity has Mm. been changed because we have weight selections. And in in a lot of cases we don't have that. So we've got our own body weight, but we can manipulate positions to alter the amount of force applied on the muscle. So that muscle physiology signal from your brain going right down to the muscle, to the motor neuron and all that to make the filaments, you know, grip and bind over to each other and change and alter the length of the muscle is the same. Mm. You know, it's just that the parameters to fatigue and challenge that muscle to a situation where it has to, you know, repair itself and send stimuli to, you know, make more proteins and, you know, essentially make that muscle, you know, bigger or whatever is a little bit different, you know, and that's, I I kind of feel like that's where if someone, if we had that under general understanding of muscle physiology, how the muscles work and get bigger and get you know generate force and all that kind of stuff then maybe this conversation's a little bit different yeah the gym still sucks that it's closed it still sucks that it's closed yeah it still sucks that the gym is closed (laughs) (laughs) however um we can still find a way around it exercises muscle growth isn't bound by exercise bound by stimuli yeah you know um so yeah who knows? Maybe I just rambled for two minutes and that's not why. No,
0: I think like I just said before, like that is the, for mine looking across the interwebs um, cause we have heaps of time to do that mm. at the moment is that's what's been missing, but no one realized. And now it's been heavily exposed. So like to people just went to the gym like we talk about it all the time with programs and stuff like, like people don't even have programs, but even the ones with programs don't actually put any thought into why they're doing that program, be them a client or they're programming for themselves or even a lot of coaches don't actually have that forward thinking of what's the physiology behind this. It's just, yeah. if we do this, we get results because progressive overload.
1: Even, like, even cool. like, um, so if
0: I take away your skill, of prescribing um, progressive overload then what
1: yeah agreed agreed and it? and it's progressive overload prov- uh, applied by intensity yeah it's like that's it that's everyone that's everyone's it's like that's that's my ace and that's the only one i've got to play yeah um even even like understanding applied force and like how you know like everyone's using resistance bands and it's like no one really has a good grasp of like how that band works yeah. Um. on on the body like when they're doing the movement it's like you know as the as the band lengthens the the force increases and as it you know starts to shorten it doesn't and it's like people spending too much time in that kind of like where the band shorten and it's like that's not applying enough resistance yeah you know and it's like okay so how do I do something else then so maybe I can train it a certain portion of the of the strength the muscle strength curve yeah how do i train that other portion
0: yeah and that's exactly right we we dove into that last night because i think it's session three of our at home one has the um the table pullover and then a supine pullover yeah and i was like explaining the table pullover and it was like as i was explaining i was like wow this actually sounds like a really shit exercise it's just like you have like fucking five inches of movement where you can actually create tension through your lats and drag yourself up using a table. When you do it, man, it sets fire to your lats. But in your head, you're kind of like, yeah, but that's shitty range of motion. You need full range of motion um, to get hypertrophy, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, yeah, cool. In two exercises time, you get to train the stretch position in another uh, with another exercise. It's yes. like, oh, okay. Now I see how all those things are starting to come together. So it's like when you when we do come out of ISO, And we have this street party that everyone's super excited about (laughs) Um, where you can start to think about, okay, so if I use a cable or a machine or a dumbbell or a band, what the fuck does that mean? What does it do? What does it, how does it affect the exercise that I'm doing?
1: Yeah. And I, I guess I can benefit from a physique and fat loss or body composition uh, perspective a little better with those utilizing those tools because they're a really good way to work around intensity because mm. you can just, you know, go with the strength curve of the muscle for that particular movement. And that applies enough fatigue to move into another exercise that challenges the other part of the strength curve. And then, yeah, you're it's like there's sufficient stimulus tick. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could probably manipulate resistance, maybe intensity a little bit or I just add more work. Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden that still falls under the principles of program design and the principles of progression. Yeah. We're, we're tracking reps right now. Not load. Yeah. Yeah. Loads in in most
0: cases going to be constant across an entire program, but we can increase either reps or sets. Yep. Yeah. So
1: that was, I thought that was going to be a very short answer, but, (laughs) but I,
0: I think what you what you said there in terms of like physique and and fat loss I think it's undervalued how important that is for strength it's like what what actually fucking moves the weight yeah like strength training yes we need like neural performance from the nervous system what's the nervous system doing it's controlling muscle so the more fucking muscle you have the more weight you can move so if you're currently have the ability to add muscle or at, at minimum maintain when you come back to the gym, you still have it all there. You just have to wake the nervous system up to feeling heavy loads again.
1: Yeah. And that's the, the way of finding something to progress that people need to have that conversation with themselves. Like if you, yes, you pro- pride yourself on being super fucking strong and that is amazing. And I'm actually missing scanning through my social media feed and just watching people just, do ridiculous feats of strength that i don't want to train for yeah i'd like to do them but i don't like the, the, the path <laughs> to get to the bar doing a rest for seven yeah. minutes yeah that's it the path to get to the platform guys it doesn't appeal to me yeah um if i could just train the way i train now and then get up there and squat heaps of weight like you guys do i probably would do it um but yeah that's where if if that's what you pride yourself on right now we just need to recalibrate the lens a little bit and go right well I still want to be the best I can on stage or the platform. What are the things I can do right now that control those outcomes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's simple shit. Like, <laughs> oh, it is. When you do a push up, don't. Too many people will approach that like, oh, it's just a push up. It's like, no, it's a chance for you to train. So when you do a push up, you. Let's start from the toes. You put pressure on your toes. You drive your heels. You lock your knees. You squeeze your glutes and hamstrings. You position your hips correctly. You activate through your core. You brace. You turn your lats on. Position everything. And then you create force. You don't just fucking bob up and down on your arms. That's not what a push-up is. That's a bastardization of what a push-up is from boot camp bullshit. So if you're thinking about i really like it when you give me um i program like a feet up variation like a crucifix bench press because i like having your legs out straight off the end of the bench allows you to kind of get that glute ham activation happening but still flattens out your torso to increase range of motion reduces the weight less fatigue etc and a lot of people are like i really like that it's really fun it's like it's a push-up yeah you just flipped it over. You don't have yeah. a bar anymore. So like yeah. train it like it's that.
1: Yeah. And if you look at the body at the weight you're moving, it might be similar to your own body weight.
0: Yeah. And actually, I wanna I wanna open up that question to you. So there's only some exercises this applies to, but I've when I thought about it and conceptualized it was only to do with squats. Yeah. So I've been looking at uh, percentage-based training and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of the that episode that Tam's put in the show notes, thanks, Tam, about uh, percentages and what different loads cause different reactions from the nervous system and different adaptations. In a squat in particular, your body weight has to play a role in the total load. Yeah, of course. Because if you're 90 kilos, you've got to squat yourself kilos. Yeah. as well, right? So maybe you're shifting, I don't know, 80% of that weight. Yeah. So if your top squat is a hundred kilos, should your percentages be based on a hundred kilos or should if you're not a 90 kilo person, should that be based on 190 kilos? So if you're doing bodyweight squats right now, you're at 50%. It's just an interesting like thought pattern of mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Because people think, oh, well, I don't have any load, so therefore I don't have any intensity. It's like, well maybe your body weight still applies load. Yeah. Like, can yeah, you apply the percentage model? I don't know.
1: I don't know, but I guess that's, that's going to open up another really good can to, for training. And it's like, if you are, there's a lot of most cases you're strong, you're heavy most. Right. So if you take that concept of like having unless to spot, unless you're Aaron's him. Well, Yeah. <laughs> I did say most cases. <laughs> um, you then can start to, like that in, in using the squat. Yeah. So if you lift X percent of your own body weight and then without the bar it is 50%, just taking this hypothetical model, then doing some form of like unilateral exercise is still super beneficial now yep. for applying a sufficient stimulus. Like I don't have, I've got squats in my program. Um, fucking don't know when my squat racks come and don't want to talk about it. <laughs> However, um, I was like, well, I'm going to do a front foot elevated reverse. So I'm going to step back, uh, lunge, and I'm just going to slow the eccentric down. And if you look at the reference points, um, they're very similar to a squat. Yep. And if I match the cadence on the descent, because no one bombs squats, well, we don't. Um, <laughs> that's not going <okay> there either. <laughs> um, but if I match the cadence on the squat and then I wear, a, you know, and I, I can apply the resistance I have access to. And even if I didn't, yeah. like that is super challenging. Like I did it last week and man, that was tough. Yeah. So just throwing a practical example out, just based off that, it just kind of came straight to my head. I'm yeah. like, Still, still can be done. I think I messaged you last week. I actually got double quad cramps from
0: front foot elevated squats. I did them stationary, not standing back. So they were yeah. like under tension for uh, eight reps. Like, yes, I'm lucky enough to have weight at home. Um, but fuck, man. Like even without the weight, there's no way. We, we've capped all our guys to no more than 20 reps because the likelihood of you actually getting to task action failure reduces. Um, there's no fucking way I could do twenty. No way. It's just body yep. weight. Yep. Um so yeah, it's it's critical to have that stimulus based thought process towards the exercise selection.
1: Yeah. Rather than
0: completing the exercise, it's like what stimulus are you creating?
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people are using it it's still speed based. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's getting hard. I'm just going to do things quickly to get over and with. Oh, yeah. but then it's not hard enough. Yeah. Well, maybe you need to have a think about how to maximize things. And that's what, this, this current climate great for bodybuilders. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's it's, it's and interesting. If you've, been, if you've been a bodybuilder and you're, and you've transitioned to the powerlifting. Yeah. York, I, I, I assume you're still going to take this quite well. My clients
0: that I've had for a long time that have done hypertrophy blocks with me, or even like started as like with physique outcomes, are like fine. There's no complaints. Like this sucks. It's hard. I, I hate it. It's <laughs> just is the sick. same as they complain when they're in the gym. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the newer guys that have come from more powerlifting background mm. that are having a trouble adapting cause they're not used to like inefficiency. Yeah. It's like, how driving, hard can you make an exercise? Not driving, how hard is it? Yeah. It's just driving inefficiency, which is bodybuilding. Yeah. 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 Which I think is a skill that most powerlifters could benefit from with their accessory work.
1: Well, cause you can create less fatigue. Agreed. And you can still make the gains in the off season that you need to facilitate long term yeah. outcomes. Like more yeah. mass, more mass, less likelihood of injury, greater scope for potential strength yeah like happy days yeah and that's like we were talking
0: about before like the injury that you didn't need to have if you were injured say you had a, a shoulder injury it's like well what what other stuff do i need to work on to make myself a better lifter so when you talked about like those squats it's like the the other thing of going to unilateral movement is you're challenging stability all of a sudden um you're challenging hip position way more than you are by doing a regular squat so it's like if you have shit hip stability and that's something a a symptom of your lifting then this is the time that you can actually i don't know make progress on that to make yourself a better lifter so when you do come out of iso and we're talking about like getting back to as you were as fast as possible you actually be better yeah and
1: I'm all about practical examples today. It's like, especially as bodybuilders. And I know there's big, strong humans out there. Sometimes we want to do the shit that fucking makes that niggle go away. Mm. Like I don't care what anyone says. Sometimes it's like, if it's a niggle and I can still train, I ain't doing it. Yeah. And I had this little sharp stabbing pain in my knee every time I squatted. And it wasn't enough to put me out. And I could still squat and I could still leg press fucking heaps. (laughs) So guess what? I kept training. And it's like now everything's single leg, like split position, focusing on tempo, and the pain is gone. (laughs) And I think it was like, was it Pat Davidson? He was just like, most 90% of all rehab programs are inferior to a well thought out, tempoed, hypertrophy based program. Yeah. And it's that similar concept. It's like, slow it down, actually think about what the fuck you're doing in space. Yeah. Challenge yourself in a unilateral environment where, where applicable and you put yourself in a position that stimulates the muscles you need to rather than using weight to feed your ego to just go up and down and using whatever you need to to get it back up. How funny is it how
0: long we did that for without knowing that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I used to just look at people and go, oh, your, your ankle mobility sucks, we'll just do lunges. And just keep getting better at them and it's like oh now all of a sudden you can squat to depth because we moved the ankle through range of motion all the time and now it works it was like there was no like understanding physiology like knowledge of physiology that made (laughs) me make that decision was just like i think if we move that through range of motion it'll get better and it did so we just kept (laughs) doing it and now it's like oh yeah that's actually a thing
1: like oh okay (laughs) i couldn't explain why it was a thing but i did it yeah yeah. That was like the first fucking eight years of my training career. career. I don't know why I paid paid <laughs> thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. don't know why, but it's just did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that was, that, that's good. Are we, where are we up to now? I've, I don't of, know. So should <laughs> are we be prepping for season B? Yeah. If it means a lot to you, then yes. I, even if it doesn't, you need to be setting a goal towards something. Um, so I, if you set the goal for season B, you know, commit, just like take your foot, like put from, go from sixth gear to fifth. That's Mm -hmm. what I've done with my guys. I'm like, all right, we don't need to go as hard as I like to drive the guys at the start. Yeah. It's like a couple more, you know, three days of, you know, maintenance, dieting and four days of a deficit. It's like, you know, hit your steps, but they're not as high as they were, you know, hit your workouts. But it's like that's it. So like, yeah. all I've done is, you know, sometimes the the calories are set by the time frame, and vice versa. The time frame's extended, then it's like sure, we just do more diet breaks, and you know maybe we'll have a phase where we just bring calories up and have a really extended one, or you know whatever. But it's like I, the goal is still maybe there's a show December fifteenth. We don't know. Yeah. There's fucking heaps of time, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And if you're of a competitive mindset, again, that's a perfect example of like, what's everyone else doing? Did they bomb their calories and start doing circuits? Or did they just go to maintenance because they didn't know what was happening? So now they're not losing body fat or recomping or doing anything.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yes, you should, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Same goes for powerlifters. Yes. Anyone, anyone. Um, Even if you're prepping for just getting in the best shape ever. Still make that happen.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest frustration I am having in the fitness space at the moment or just in the the social media space, which for me is the fitness space because I don't follow anyone else. Um, I don't deal with anything else. I just live in this weird little bubble of fitness. Um, Is that people have lost sight of the things that gave them I don't like saying purpose because it's like your life's purpose should probably be somewhere higher than lifting weights.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, purpose to your training. Um, a feeling of fulfillment on a daily basis. Yeah. Like we've just um, sat down and put together like, what, what shit have you got to do every day? And then what other shit do we have to do over into the next period of time? So we're putting that together and like, we know when you tick that shit off, you're going to feel pretty good about it and we'll be more inclined to do it again. And you're going to go to bed that night thinking like, yeah, I did a good job today. Mm. And when you don't get it all done, you're not going to go to bed and think, fuck, I'm a piece of shit. It's like, oh, I need to find a better way to do that tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Why am I not doing it?
0: Yeah. So if you, people have seemed to gone into this space where it's like, I don't know. No, forget all that. Like just it's hard because yes, it's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset that the gym's closed. But I, I, don't, I don't know if I fully subscribe to the idea of whether or not it's okay to not be attempting to change that.
1: I need deal with it. In positive yeah, way. like if you
0: had a friend come up to you and was like, um, what's a good example? I'll use a stupid one. It's like, uh, my foot really hurts. It's like, yeah, you got a rock in your shoe. It's like, yeah, yeah, I do. But my foot really hurts. So I like, take the rock out of your shoe. It's like, uh, no, nah, I don't really want to. Yeah. I think, and that's like an extreme example and maybe it's a little bit too aggressive in terms of comparing that to like what's going on, but something as simple as that it gets the mindset of thinking like, okay, so what, what could I manage right now? Like, and that's going to be different for everybody. Um, like i said to you like when this all kind of broke out i was like fuck i'm just going balls to the wall with this and not everyone can do that and we've had discussions that you kind of went fuck for like two weeks Mm -hmm. where you were kind of like there's a rock in my shoe and i don't really know what the fuck to do how to pull it out (laughs) yeah so it's like after a couple of weeks it was like okay maybe just start by taking the shoe off
1: yeah
0: and then once the shoe's off we can think about okay how do we actually get the shoe the rock down to the bottom of the shoe and then eventually we'll tip it out, put the shoe back on and you'll be able to run again without pain in your foot. But the, the intent has been there to get that rock out of your shoe. Yeah. So everyone's at a different level in terms of what they can do, but I feel like most people can do something.
1: 100%. Uh, I subscribe to that in so many ways. Just in some way, shape or form, make a positive shift towards your goals, towards the shit that's important to you. Like, fuck, man. It, like, working out was important to all you guys. I know it was. It's why you were doing it in the first place. Yeah. It's like, make a positive shift towards the things that we, that that made us feel better, you know? Gave it's why you sat of, through 20 minutes of bullshit at the start of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it, I, I know it means a lot to you guys right now. You're just overwhelmed and it's hard. And it's like, you just need to just take a minute, sometimes have a conversation with someone and just go, "Where? where's my... Where do I need to put my time? Which is what we did two hours ago yep. for me. And I've done for my clients in the past month religiously yep. and will continue to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's it, man. Thank yeah, you. that was pretty good. That's a great chat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we should like not hang out all week all the time. It
1: makes the podcast better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I mean, <laughs> you miss me too much? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the people that I talk to regularly right now. So yeah. everyone else. Oh no, he was being licensed like for just every now and then it's like, cause we talk so much. Yeah. Pardon. That's
0: oh, sorry, I just froze for a bit. Oh I yeah. I
1: thought, up. yeah, I thought I, um, I, I think I hit something. I think I hit a button. Okay. So that's what I do. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So we have the boss body program and the boss Physiques program open right now um at stc fit for those so they are 12 week programs designed for getting in shape during iso so if you are ready
1: to hashtag make a change um get on board and check those out do some proper well thought out home-based programs where if you have some equipment we will modify them to your level yeah. if you do not have any progr- uh any equipment at home you do not need it And these are very sufficient.
0: Yeah. Tough. And a a good test to tell whether it would be better than what you're currently doing is can you have a 40 minute conversation about one program that you're currently doing in terms of explaining the hows and whys? Everything is on that piece of paper. Yeah. Because we did last night. Uh, We also have the STC Fit Learning Coaches Academy, which is going to launch on the. 27th 28
1: 27
0: um, which yeah 27th is a monday so only a couple of weeks uh again as per usual limited spots for that one we've already filled a few of those um this is our kind of big announcement launch was kind of this week so we've decided just based on the current landscape we were obviously the first one was kind of a beta test we kept the price a little bit lower just so we were kind of working through things make sure we weren't over committing on a price point and then under delivering. Uh, but given the current climate, we're going to keep that beta test pricing nice. for this round as well. Yep. So um, hundred bucks a week. We'll give you, we our weekly calls at the moment are basically everything that we're doing right yep. now. We're giving straight to our guys. Yep. Um, and, and in terms of what that is, is I think as a group, we've put on eight clients mm-hmm. in the last week last seven days um, between I think four of us that are pushing online. So yeah, if you want to learn that space, fix all the business systems that maybe at the moment you're kind of thinking like this whole thing blindsided you and you want to make sure you're in a better position from a business standpoint um, or you need to improve your programming skills based on all the things that we've talked about today, then yeah, definitely hit us up. Um, we're happy to have a chat about where you are in your business right now as well. And just kind of make sure that this is going to be right for you. Um, Yeah, definitely. But yeah, some of the guys we've had, I think gone from like doing no sessions when the gym shutdowns hit to now having four clients. Um, One of our guys, I think he said he's improved, he's increased his revenue by 70%. Yeah. 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 Uh, In 10 weeks, which is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, Another one, has been around for nearly 12 months now doing the early tests. Uh, I think he's up about 40% um, as well and, and pushing well over, or well, close to six figures now. Um, doing things almost part-time, if we're honest. Yeah. He's killing it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so, yeah, hit us up for that. Um, I am at Ben Scott SC on Instagram. Jason is at Jason Galea underscore pc if you want to follow that as well don't forget pts to hit up just get good on facebook we're still pumping out content through there um dad's still jumping in every now and then when there's new stuff for business Um, we have opened the team STC fit Facebook group as well, uh, which was a closed group just for people that were or had been clients in the past. We've now opened that up. Um, this conversation I'm talking about with running over our program, we made that public for everybody to go and watch. Um, so anyone can kind of check that out, whether you're a coach or you're interested in programming and being coached yourself. Uh, Nat's going to start doing weekly session, live workouts in there. Jace is posting heaps of videos around like how to execute your at-home training effectively. Um, So just search, yeah, team STC fit and you'll be able to request to join in there. And if I go on your profile and it doesn't look like you're selling multi-level marketing and or (laughs) six-figure fucking coaching, um, then I'll let you in. (laughs) You're in, you pass the test. Yeah, that's it. And then if you do post either of those things, we'll just block and delete. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. That's enough talking. Uh, Thanks
1: guys. We will see you all soon. See you next time.